We've been having such an awesome time on Wednesdays. I mean, unbelievable. Um, Pastor Jim Simba from uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle says, um, you could judge the strength of a church not by how many people show up on a Sunday service, but by how many people show up on a prayer night. That's where the power is released. That's where the understanding and the guidance and all the other stuff that comes to, to prayer. That's where you judge the actual strength of the structure of the church. Not a Sunday. Sundays, no. Uh, um, use this word, uh, what I was saying with those flakes coming, but Tuesdays is with the, the true seekers, the cry outs, the ones that are really hungry for God's presence. Uh, actually, Sundays are re- the results of the prayer nights. So prayer is essential. It's like trying to walk around without your backbone, without your skeletons. You know, if you take the skeleton out of this body, I'll be all over the floor because I won't be able to stand. It is the bone that gives me the ability to stand straight, to move around, along attached to the muscles. So we all know that. We all, I'm not going to preach today anything, any deep, great revelation that you guys really don't know. My prayer was that my prayer was that prayer gets delivered today. Amen. Amen. Into a whole new level of understanding. Or to an awakening stage. To understand that that your prayer does prevail. That in your prayer you become the head and not the tail. That prayer causes you to overcome whatever nonsense the enemy can throw at you. May it be the truth that because you have screwed up in in your past or it may be a lie. Prayer will show you that you are more than the, the enemy says that who you are. Hallelujah. Yeah. Says, I wrote down here that prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. Amen. Prayer is the battle. I read once a book of, of, of prayer. It had to do with men's. And it says, um, if you take the average Christian and you would say, brother or sister, I need you to pray for this. It's like taking them to a foreign country where they don't speak the language and asking them to communicate. They are totally clueless. And, they, and, and they're in the corner. They need to use the bathroom. They don't know how to ask, where's the men's room? Because they don't know, how, they don't know the lingo. They don't know the language. The average Christian was described that way. When I read that, I said, oh my God. We're in worse shape than I thought. Because if a Christian doesn't know how to call out for help from his heavenly father, that means we're depending on our ability, our gifts, our talents, our own strength. Yes. And, that, and we all know that that would just take us so far. Yes, yes. Amen. That's why he told the disciples in the book of Acts, wait for the promise of the Father. Amen. Amen. What was that promise? Holy Spirit. Come on, what was that promise? Holy Spirit. And what was that promise supposed to give you? Power. Uh, okay. To power to be his witness. Yes. That means you take the little that you have, it gets mixed in with all the much that he has, and you become the TNT, no, no, no longer that little dynamite. Yeah. That's when you become effective, because the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And one of the things that power the Holy Spirit gives you, is, is, uh, is, which is a weapon, and most people don't understand, is joy. Joy is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When I approach a brother and I say, my brother, how you doing? God bless you. How's you doing? Hey, I heard you, you're serving the Lord. Yeah, you know, Jesus is good. Yeah. Said, What's missing there? Joy. Why? How can you serve a God and, and, and say he is all that, but still be dragging yourself? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like you have no hope. Right. Yes, yes. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. 
I'm serving a God that has no limit. He says, I came to give you life and life in abundance. So why are we worried about? He is not like man who says and then lies. He is. When his words are yea and amen. We know that. So like, like the brother said, like, excuse me, like the minister said earlier, he says, you know, uh, the Yankee player, you know, knows, I don't know the Yankees' name, because I don't really don't care. He's going to hit 3,000, and people are getting so excited. You know, if we get so excited, oh, he almost did it. They're spending all their the rent money to go see these games. But, you know, so brother, we need ties and all. Well, you know what I'm saying? I need to go catch the game. Well, go catch it. Go ahead, catch it, because you're missing this. Amen. You're missing the understanding that in his presence, you become unstoppable the Bible says that in the praises of his people he inhabits Amen. Amen. do you know that there's not in English or Spanish or French any language or word can describe what happens to the soul when he's in the presence of his heavenly father there's nothing in this life that you can experience that is going to give an example what you feel <laughs> that it could, when, the, when the Holy Spirit goes. Amen, that's, that's right. Amen. I'm looking around because there's no kids here. It's all adults. We've all made our mistakes. We've been there. We all scratch our those. There's no such thing. There's no drugs. There's no sex. There's no amount of alcohol. There's no Friday night dancing and barely waking up Saturday. There's nothing out there can be compared to the presence of God. Amen. Amen. That's right. Nothing. Amen. Nothing. 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 And I'm talking to a room full of people who have looked, who have seeked for all kinds of joy, looking for love in all the wrong places, and then when they run into God, bam, where were you all on here? Waiting for you. So now that we gathered together on a Sunday morning, barely waking up and finally shut off the AC that we can feel a little warm now. You know, <laughs> feeling comfortable, let's stretch out, praise God. Get into this prayer thing. What is prayer? Shoot that phone. What is prayer? <laughs> what is prayer? What is prayer? Simply form is a communication with your Heavenly Father. Some people scream out. Some people speak softly. It is not the volume of your voice. But the volume of your heart. Yes. Come on. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say that again. Say it again. It's not the volume of your voice. It's the volume of your heart Praise that God. he looks at. Hallelujah. That's why your brother could be in the back room screaming his heart. Ah, and a sister be over Lord, help me. Boom. Holy Ghost all over. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because he's not looking for a, a show. He's looking for the heart. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's why it says your, lip, your lips are praising me, but your heart is far from me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Again, I'm not giving you no great revelation that you guys don't really know or haven't heard thousands of times. But I believe in this season, we need to stop catching them and start applying them. Amen. Amen. Because we're going into a whole new season. That's right. That's right. And in this season, we cannot go in carrying our old packages. We ain't going to make it. Right. But not going to make it this season. True. Prayer has been stopped so many times in Calvary because the enemy knows the, the potential behind it. He knows. How does he know? Well, he saw the experience in the upper room. 
See, when they all came together in one mind, in one accord, what happened? The Holy Spirit was released. What happened? The birth of the church came forth. The very first message, 3,000 people gave their heart. Amen. Not, three, not, not six years later after Peter got his certifications and, and, and master degrees, but, but the very moment yes. the Holy Spirit filled him, he came out and spoke a very simple message of the Lord, and 3,000 people, bam. See, that's why education is excellent. I don't knock education. I love education. I love to be surrounded by people who are a lot smarter than me. It doesn't intimidate me because according to the Word of God, they have a responsibility to impart on me. So I love educated people. Please get educated. Actually, we need to be educated to go out this world because if we come at them in, in the street form, they'll automatically reject the gospel. And it's not us who they want us. Excuse me. It's not us who I want or the Lord wants uh, them to receive, but the Holy Spirit, but God. Amen, amen. So actually, education is very important. The Bible says study, 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 and he'll show you your proof. We know that. Am I saying anything you don't know yet? No. They're waiting for the twister. There was the monkey wrench. No, it's just <laughs> the monkey wrench. It's that something happens. When you take all that you can do, all that you have done, all the studies that you have put in, and, and, and years of, of pounding on and, and breaking the, uh, midnight oil and getting that degree, with all that, and one little ounce of Holy Ghost, it's, it's, it accomplishes more than you have ever amen, done amen, in a lifetime. Amen. And no one knows that better than God. That he says, that's why he said to his disciples. Who was his disciples? They walked with him for three years. They slept with him for three years. Amen. They saw him firsthand do signs and wonders. Amen. From the moment he walked up, they observed every movement that he made. Right. Perfect in everything he'd done. When the attacks came in, they watched to see what would be his response. Everything he'd done was perfect. It was an example for how we should react and respond. Amen. But he knew. He knew us. He knows us because he created us. He knew that we could not do it in our own strength, our own ability. Yes. If he did, he never would have sent his son. If he did, the son would never have sent the Holy Spirit. So that's why he told his 12 who walked with him, talked to him, sweat with him. And so everything that Jesus did, he says, wait. I have given you three years of schooling. I have given you three years of an example. Wait, I need to give you one more thing. See, because my mission is done. I need to send the other who's going to take over. That's the Holy Spirit. So many of us are, are good people. Christians are very good people. But good will only take you so far. That's right. Amen. Your ability will only take you so far. Now, I don't care how good you are. Eventually, somebody's going to rub you the wrong way. Right. When you just can't take it. Excuse me, I just happened to wake up on the wrong side of bed today. Ain't no such thing with the full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Because no matter what, what kind of day you had, what kind of week you had, what kind of year you had, the moment you come down before His presence, you're already renewed. That's a whole new strength that just ushers you and rushes your soul. And then you guys say, man, I thought I had I'll be. I got recharged. The kingdom of God is a literal spiritual realm. Acceptable only to born-again believers. How many born-again believers do we have in the house? I got to say two things. One, not too many of you raised your hand. Two, those that did raise your hand, 
did it real slowly. <laughs> Just in case, let's pull out our membership card. Let's look at like who we <laughs> you, <laughs> you have to know who you are. <laughs> you have to have no shadow of doubt that you are a child of the Almighty King. If you have any ounce of, of, of doubt, the enemy will have a field trip with you. Did not Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and went to the desert to be tempted? And the first thing the enemy did was he what? Challenged who he was. Are you sure you're the son of God? So if you don't know who you are here today, you're going to have a problem. It's not going to indicate your salvation. It's going to indicate your effectiveness for Christ. Amen. And your joy and peace. See, I don't want to go to heaven to celebrate. I want to celebrate here. So when I go to heaven, I have a party. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And while I'm celebrating here, I want to take as many with me as I can. Hallelujah. I want, I want to become a disease. What are you talking about? See, disease affect people. I want to affect you. I want to excite you. My yeah. wife said it once better than me. It was this. With a little praise here, a little hallelujah there, it's contagious. Amen. 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 We, 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 we need to be contagious. Amen. We need to go wherever we go, be contagious. People should be sour, push faces. We say, oh, Jesus. And they say, what time we leave? And they're like, hey, devil, come on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But that can only be done with a time spent with your creator, with your master. There's no shortcuts. Father, you know, let me tell you something, you know, this is my degrees, this is my master's, this is who I am. I, I, I feel I should like skip. <laughs> and God says, I don't think so. <laughs> but you know why? We have a awesome, merciful, gentle God. He says, really, son, well, go ahead, jump in. And when he comes back, go beat up, he says, are you ready to sit again? Because it's not like school that... They test you and they see your level is higher. Oh, no, she don't belong in the first. She should be in third. If you're struggling in first and you think you're all that, third will kill you. New level, new devils. Prayer is what gets you ready for whatever the enemy launches at you. Prayer keeps you <laughs> humble. And it always reminds you, I'm here because of him. I'm all that because of him. Amen. I can overcome, overcome because what he has overcome for me. Amen. Prayer tells me that I am not a mistake or just a good time mommy and daddy decided to have that night. Prayer reminds me that there was a plan and a purpose. The Bible tells me that before he knew me in the womb of my mama, he, I walked with him and I talked with him. So if I get the true understanding of that, it says back then he took me and sent me on a journey. Amen. And you landed Amen. on your mama's belly. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we came up, we're born. Not born again yet, but born without the understanding that you are royalty. Amen. In this spiritual realm that we call heaven, God's realm, is where we practice our royalty and our authority. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we come into the physical we still have the royalty because who we are, who sent us, and we still have the authority because he who abides within us. Amen. 
That's right. But prayer is what tunes that in. I, I'm, my prayer was that prayer gives birth as never before into a whole new realm of understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. We walk into a school, kindergarten, first grade, up to ninth grade, whatever that school it holds, it's just like walking into a church. There are kindergartens, firstborn in the Lord. Uh, there's first graders, the second grade, depending on the time and experience in the Lord. Let me bring one little correction there. It does not matter how many years you're in the Lord. That's right. That's true. What matters is how much time you're spending in the Lord. Because I can have a brother come in who's been in the Lord since he was born and have a guy just walk right in and I'll pass him. I'll do him. So it's not how many years. I was born in church. My mama was the pastor. My daddy was a this. And I was a deacon at the age of 12. That don't mean jack. I can get a brother come off the street right now who's been filled with the Holy Spirit this very morning and knows more, is more affected than you. So it's not how many years, but how much time you spend yes, with it. Yes. That's a relationship. Amen. Prayer creates the relationship. Prayer seals the relationship. It's like marriage. My ring is my seal between me and my wife. It's my reminder who I am, where can I can go and how far can I go. And every time I get upset, yeah, covenant. And every time I'm not sure, yeah, covenant. And every time I'm in doubt, covenant. Amen. Amen. See, prayer does the same thing. Amen. When I'm not sure who I am, oh, yeah, I got covenant. Can I go down this? I'm not strong enough. Yeah, I got covenant. I got backup. Amen. Prayer stirs, stirs the joy within you, which, which releases confidence. Amen, amen. Now, with confidence, I can do anything. Exactly. Without confidence, and all the education, and even reading some of the word, without confidence, you still won't get up and pray. But when you have confidence in not who you are, but who He is. Amen, amen. Because who I am will always make a mistake. But who he is, he'll never make a mistake. Yes, yes, so, you know, we heard, we heard the phrases, we heard the phrase that says, I must die to self, decrease that he may increase. Sounds good. It sounds very easy, too. Try it. <laughs> but I guarantee this, the reward is unlimited. Amen. It is unlimited. Prayer is, 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 is underrated. It's misunderstood. Where are you going? I'm going to a prayer meeting. I'll catch you when you come back. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know when he's going to let me go. Prayer does this. When I first gave my heart to the Lord, I, was, I, I fell in love with him. Like we all did. I lived with my parents. We had two bathrooms. And I would come home from work. And I had the whole apartment by myself. I would go to the second bathroom. Behind the toilet bowl. Don't ask me how I got back there. I had the whole house behind the toilet bowl and crowd. It was just me and God. I just couldn't get enough of him. Life happens. Things happen. <laughs> Layoffs, jobs, sickness, foolish decisions. That it causes us to stray away more and more from prayer and, and more and more into, oh, I can handle this. And God, you know, God, you can take a vacation on this one. I got this. You're right. Biggest mistake we can ever make. Prayer is so essential that without it, we're not going to make it. 
See, I told my wife today, she goes, were you ready? I said, no. She says, I'm not going to bring a hopping, hooling, shouting, screaming message today. I'm just going to bring real. Yeah. Just going to keep it real. Amen. You know? Amen. I know I serve an awesome God. Yes, yes. 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 And the enemy says, I should have been dead. My God says, not yet. Prayer reminds me that every, every attack the enemy has sent at me, God says, I can use that for my glory. Amen. <laughs> and I, he uses it for his glory. What do you get? What do you get? The victory. You get the victory of whatever journey you're in. That's right. Whatever you're going through. If God's going to get the glory, he has to give you the victory. He can't get victory while you're still in, the, in your torment. For, so for him to get glory, he has to send the victory to you. Amen. 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 <laughs> what a break. Mouth dry. I put here, no person can correctly use the word of God who has not been trained, trained in it by the master himself. Prayer is that place of training and also the place of overcoming. Amen, amen. It's where, prayer is where you take the word of God and you begin to put it to practice. Amen. See, prayer is, it, it's good. I'm going to start this way. Father, you know, I need a job. And, and, and Father, you know, that person who's always bothering me. And, and Father, that's okay for the kindergarten. That's okay. It, that's okay. You're starting. But as you start maturing the word, as you start growing, you're no longer asking for your needs. Now your prayer is the word of God. Now your prayer is, Lord, thank you for your mercy and your kindness and your grace. I could have been a statistic. I should have been dead. But for your son, thank you for the blood that cleansed me. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that guides me. Lord, you're an awesome God. You know what? When you get to that level, problems begin to melt. Amen, amen. There is nothing you can't go through. You could be in the midst of hell. And be peaceful. That's right. That's right. Amen. I used to train bakers before. I do what I do now. What do I do, baby? I don't know. <laughs> I used to train bakers. And at certain seasons, man, it was crazy. We would do seven days a week, 18 hours a day. And um, this company came in and gave the employees a stress test. They would hook us up to a machine. And everybody was off the chart. That morning, I didn't know they were coming. That morning, before I went upstairs, in my car, I prayed. Went upstairs. They had to test me four times. Because all four times says, normal. <laughs> they were looking at me like, are you alive? <laughs> I said, you don't understand, brother. I prayed. <laughs> the little things to prove to you the God things of everything. He not only thinks of your salvation and the healing, but he thinks about your joy and your peace. Yes. He, he thinks about every aspect in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a, here's a question. If we know that and understand that deep in our heart and soul, in our inner being, if we get the true understanding of that, why are we jumping for joy like no? I don't care what you're dealing with in your job. Let's go to job. I, have, I went to a supervisor who was a baby in the Lord, who still was going, bouncing back and forth. I had a uh, other brother in Christ there. 
they call themselves Brothers in Christ, who uh, was one of the biggest manipulator, backstabbing, unbelievable liar you could ever find. But he said, you love the Lord, who made my job miserable. Could I confess? Who I got that close of giving him a beat down. <laughs> and he asked my wife, because I would tell her, baby, this guy today. Uh, <laughs> she goes, well, hey, 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 I want to hurt him. <laughs> you know, you know, you get, you could taste it. <laughs> yeah, today. <laughs> Come on, you, you ever been there? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I would go, Lord, you know what I want to do. <laughs> but Lord, I know what you want me to do. You got to give me strength because that boy's coming. <laughs> and he did. Now, he's gone and the other guy's gone. Was replaced with a new supervisor who, was, who we operate together like we knew each other for years. There's, there's peace going to work. There's joy. There's favor of the Lord. And it's unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. I don't mind. Oh, Ross, I need you to say, look, what you want? Got it. <laughs> he goes, you have any to tell you? I know, you want me to get it. Hey, you know, got it. Don't worry about it. Go home. I'm telling the boss to go home. Go home. Don't worry about it. If I need you, I got mercy. Don't worry about it. Go. I, it, I, it's peaceful. I'm having a great time. I had a great time. Why am I telling you that? Simply is to do this. If I would have quit the job, because I got to leave before I heard it. If I heard it, I'm going to miss my testimony. No. If I stay, my testimony goes to another level. Amen. But if, if I would have left, I would have forfeited that blessing. Amen. Prayer <laughs> brings it down. You know when you... How's the Julio does it? Calm down. <laughs> prayer keeps you balanced. Why is it so important prayers? Because it keeps you in, in check of who you are. It reminds you. It causes you to stop thinking of the foolishness of others and focus on the master. That's what's so important about prayer. That's why the enemy don't want prayer to be birthed in the house. See, I'm just touching surface. Because once we get really deep into it, and then we become <laughs> demon slayers and slamming and, and healing immediately. People be walking in blind and, and leaving he, uh, with the sight and, and crippling and, and running out of here. And signs and wonders, unbelievable. You know, we haven't seen signs and wonders you know, besides uh, see a brother heal a leg here. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, like radical healings. One leg shorter and growing. Stuff that we only hear now. Mm-hmm. See, there was this pastor, Pastor Charles, great friend of mine. He has this mega church, and, and uh, once in a while he would invite a bunch of pastors to come and, and see his church. And, and in his church, he had this big church, he had a uni- uh, university, and, and it was beautiful. And people would come around, he would give them the whole tour, and he would give them lessons. Then he, goes, he would tell them, Listen, I need to take you somewhere. He said, I need to take you where the source of the energy of this house comes from. And they go, oh, I said, yeah, I need to take you down to the boiler room. I don't want to see no boiler. Who wants to go to the boiler room? He said, no, 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 please, 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 please follow me. Follow. So he takes them all down this long journey, along this home hallway, down these stairs, into a little corner, it says boiler room. So they're all standing there. And he opens his door. 
when he opens the door, to their surprise, what do they see? About a hundred people faced on the floor crying out to God. His boiler room. The power of the house is when his people are praising him. See, I could get up tomorrow and go and do my thing. Or I could get up tomorrow and throw myself in his presence and let him do his thing. Amen, amen. See, the power of the, of the house, of this house, this should be led by the apostle and the pastor, but the power of the house is you. Filled with the Holy Spirit, crying out in his presence. Creates an atmosphere when God could be who God is. But why isn't God doing anything? He says, you're not letting me. Why God is allowing this? Because you're allowing it. Someone once told me, oh, you don't understand, this is bothering me. I says, well, why are you allowing that to bother you? He says, See, because it only bothers you to the level that you allow it to. See, if you allow something to torment you, you have given it authority over yes. you. Amen, amen. That's right. So why don't you give prayer authority over you? Why don't you give the presence of God authority over you? That's where it's just going to become the head and not the tail. That's where you become the blossom. The Bible says that the faith is as small as a mustard seed. And it's supposed to be one of the most tiniest, tiniest seed. It's amazing how God comes up with these parables and stuff and he uses earthly things to just slap us in the face. He says, with little faith, with little faith, just that little faith, you could cause this mountain to move. And of course, with our intelligence, we think of actual mountain. And God says, okay. I'm talking about the problems before you. Yes, yes. Amen. The little pebbles that we create yes. mountains in our life. Yes. He says, with a little faith, you can tell that mountain, depart from me. You will no longer have authority over me. That's little faith. With much faith, it says, get up, you're healed. It's all Amen. up to you. Amen. He didn't give Lou this, this much faith and, and this is the, this little faith. He got faith. It is up to us to nurture cultivate that faith I have a choice I can look the way I look or I can look like Arnold Schwarzenegger it's my choice you know it takes a lot of work to look like this (laughs) but it's your choice again did I say anything you don't know you all know this you sure okay I got this side you all know this you all positive because I can play with you now. I can play with you. Because if you all know this, how come you're not here on Wednesday? If you all know this and truly understand it, why come you're not here on Wednesday? If understanding that this is great, but this is not where the power is, this is the after effect of the power, then where ain't you where the power is at? See, once in a thousand and two and ten thousand, imagine 25, 40, 50 people. Twelve disciples turned the world upside down. There's a lot more than twelve here. That means this neighborhood, it hasn't had a prayer. We're here. We should turn this place upside. The bar should be shut down. The little storefront should be shut down because they be all coming together. Because God is not interested in a bunch of little storefronts. He's interested in hearts. Amen, amen. Prayer breaks the barrier of prejudice, mm-hmm. of racialism. Prayer kills that. Mm-hmm. And all that is is just a lie and a tool of the enemy to separate his people right. 
So that is. But you know that. So that means the 17th of this month, which is a Monday, our next prayer day. Did I say 17? 18. 18. Well, I said a lot of stuff and I didn't even look at my note. That's cool. Bowling room. A couple of weeks ago, me and my wife had, had, a, had a word spoken over us. And um, word spoken over us is good, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, but the word didn't come forth to us without first us praying. There was a season, me and my wife, we were just praying. Nobody knew about it. Nobody knew what we were going through. Nobody understood, you know, what was our desires, what was, the burning, what was burning in our bosom. And we were crying out to God. And Lord, it is impossible for you to have me and my wife to be who we are and serving and our kids not be a part of this. Impossible. That's impossible. So we would cry. Cry out to God. And I would tell them, Lord, I, I speak into the seeds that has been deposited into their souls. I call them to be awakened. Yes. And, 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 and time will go by, and out of the blues, they will call me now and then, or they will run upstairs, those that live with me, and, and they will ask questions, and they will, and they will all be biblical questions. And I'm like, whoa, left field. Wait up one second. Praise you, Lord. Answer prayers, and we'll pray. But what the prophet did, he said, basically what he said, your prayers are being heard, and now they're going to be answered. Let's take this to the next level. And the word he gave us that stirred me and my wife up unbelievably is called they're winnable. Amen. They're winnable. Amen. Actually, my youngest son is sitting back there. Amen. He's the one who raised his hand and said, I'm first time, which is not his first time. <laughs> but he told me they're winnable. That was such an excitement for me and for my wife. What he gave me was a new vision. The Bible says a man without a vision perish. So he gave me a whole new vision. I am full speed ahead towards my family like never before. With my my rib, who happened to be my wife, my rib. And we're like one mind and one accord. Our children, our children, our children. And the last time I spoke, was a couple of Wednesdays back, I said, you know, when the, when the prophet said that over us, I said to you guys, I said, I'm not expecting three, four months, I mean, three or four years to pass by. I'm putting a demand on that anointing. I'm putting a demand on that word. I'm going to jump on it like my life depends on it because it does. Amen. 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 So, I, you know, uh, I, I sat down with my youngest son and I shared my heart with him. And share, if willing to have one to receive you or forgive you, one has to be open. One has to come naked. And I shared my heart with him. And I cried out to him. And I asked him to forgive me. And I, and I, and I, and I told him how I felt that I made mistakes and, and I failed him. And, and we cried. We loved each other. We, you know, uh, it, it created an even stronger bond between me and Renee. His wife was there. We all hugged. But that was just the beginning. See, that was the stone thrown into the water. And you know what happens when you throw a stone in the water? It swivels. Because of that, I was also able to speak to my older son, who I, who I had the privilege to marry last weekend. Amen. I got to share with my older son, and he, he had a smile bigger than a joker. I mean, he passed it. <laughs> and he said, yes, it's our turn. Yeah. So you're winnable. Uh, 
just, just uh, two weeks ago, that's it, River Effect. We're sitting down upstairs, and everybody's downstairs, he's watching TV, and we're, we're in the back of the house, and we're just, just sitting around talking. And my sister came, I flew my sister in from Florida to hang out for us for that weekend. And we're sitting there, and we're talking, we're sharing, and we're in conversation. We were talking about some nonsense stuff. And all of a sudden, fear came up, and we talked about fear, and we talked about this, and I went, all right. So they threw fear, I threw the word of God. So it was, hey, perfect setup, you know. So all of a sudden, my son starts sharing his heart. And, and which triggers a reflex towards my younger daughter. And they start crying out and asking each other forgiveness. And they're running across and they're hugging, they're kissing. I'm going, you just pull my chair back and I go, <laughs> only you can do this. And in the result of that, my second daughter is sitting across the them and she, saw, and she starts crying out and she starts sharing. And I'm saying, God, you know, and you guys thought we were talking about demons. You guys are being set up. You go, I, because, because you're winnable. Let me explain what's going on here. There was a word spoken over mommy and daddy, and the word was winnable, and they were talking about you. Gave me an opportunity to share with them how much we love them, how much we appreciate them, and at the same time, forgive us for not being there. It broke. Just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Because the ripple effect is still going to my granddaughter. Yes, yes. My youngest granddaughter, M3 Cassie, she's the one. Listen, you got to have a lot of prayer for me. I got a house full of seven girls. Hi, baby. <laughs> <You know? laughs> me and my son, we're, we're outnumbered. <laughs> and my so, smallest uh, granddaughter is um, a year and a half, maybe. Her name is Cassidy. And, and when I sit and have, I'm going to eat and I pray. And I said, Cassidy, ready? I said, let me start in partying. I said, we're going to pray. And she's like, <laughs> we're going to pray. So I start praying, Father, thank you for the food. So now when I do that, this is, what, this is her prayer. <laughs> she starts putting her hand and I go, yeah, wow. amen. I receive it. Father, in Jesus' name, from anointing from my baby. Go ahead. <laughs> Pour it on. But I'm giving her samples. Prayers are being answered. What are your prayers? What are your desires? What's irking you? What's tormenting you? What are you allowing? You know the answer. You know the answer. He said, I come to give you life and life in abundance. He said, no new weapon will form against you. We all know that. We, I could call any one of you here and you'll be begin to quote the Bible. But this season, we need to start quoting to each other and quoting to self. We need to speak life here. Because if I'm effective here, if I'm secure here, if I'm confident here, then I can go out there. One of the greatest mistakes that we make is that we want to take the fight to the enemy when we're not sure. First, we've got to protect our borders. Most people fail, fall into sexual sin or financial problems or, or knucklehead decisions because they get too involved in one and they forget prayer in God and they go, well, God, I got this one, I'm going to handle it. Their borderline begins to crumble. And now, you know, because we had an awesome prayer night, <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to go, I'm whip you some and I'm going to go out there and the enemy does a, fail, a field trip with you. And you're wondering, what did I do? Oh, maybe I wasn't strong enough. Maybe I'm not worthy. That's a feel that the enemy begins to have his way with you. And the only problem was it wasn't that you're not qualified or you're not worthy. It's that your borderline 
was not protected. You should have a border around you of protection. Now the kingdom of heaven is made out of this. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness meaning living right. So if I'm not living a righteous life, I can pray to the kingdom come. It ain't going to be that much of effective. So when I go into battle, I'm going to get whooped because I'm not living a righteous life. If I'm not living a righteous life, it's impossible and I'm going to have peace in me. A peace that possesses all understanding. A peace that this world cannot take one from you or understand. That way you can be in the midst of hell and be at peace and the world won't understand. How, how can you be there? Because who I am in Christ. The world, heaven is also made out of joy. And I could say joy before. Joy is a weapon. Joy causes you to laugh at your enemy's attacks. Amen, amen, Hallelujah. amen. <laughs> That's what you got. And that was, you underestimated me. I'm a praying man. Can I say, sucker? <laughs> joy causes you to be walking down the street and go, Jesus loves you. Because it stirs a confidence. It stirs in a passion. See, you want to become contagious. And contagious, you can't keep it to yourself. Contagious, you got to share it. We have a responsibility. I understand. I was there. Let me tell you my mistake. Being open, drawing the pebble in, into those, in the water, crossing the river effect. Whoa, I thought you were all that. Yeah, I am. Because of him, not because of me. See, that's what I was. But this is what I is. Prayer does awesome things. Honey, I told you there wasn't going to be jumping today. Prayer can kept me here feeling comfortable talking about something that is my passion. Prayer is my passion. If I was not a prayer man, trust me, I wouldn't have been here. I would have been gone a long time ago. Why? Now, understand this. What I'm going to say, a little wise guy. I'm going to say, son, I want you to guard your emotions. Take it easy. Let me finish the sentence. Don't just take a part of it. Because I deal with a lot of knuckleheads in the body of Christ. Because they're also unperfect, just like me. Who are depending on the grace of God, just like me. But sometimes they forget, and they become a pain to me. (laughs) But prayer reminds them. It reminds me that we are one in Christ. Amen. 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 You like that? Mm. Mm. Student getting to my notes. I don't think I need them. Uh, Borderlines. Your authority are placed. First, the priority of the spiritual warfare is to protect yourself from sin and temptation. Once your borders of domain are secure. Only then can you think about taking the fight to the enemy. What does that mean? That means spend a season. Spend a season in God's presence. Then you don't have to think that you're ready. God is going to say, boy, get up. Get up. A soldier's job is to be ready. An effective soldier is not one who's fighting. An effective soldier is ready. So when the Lord says this, it's done. It's finished. It's not running. What do you want me to do? You know, it's done. Because you, are sh- you already know. You're confident. You're spending time in prayer. Which prayer, what it does, this. 
It causes you or allows you the privilege to hear a conversation that's happening in heaven. It actually allows you to go into the war room where the generals are strategizing. And you get to hear, oh, this is what we're going to do. But without that, you're running on your egoism and your ignorance and you think you're all that and on your education and on your, excuse me, your abilities or talents. And that's when we cause problems or hurt each other. Because intelligence is excellent, but talents and gifts without the character of God, you're dangerous. You're dangerous. Prayer binds them all together. Now, Now you're dangerous again, but effective dangerous. You're pushing the kingdom of God forward instead of hurting each other and saying, they, they just don't understand. See, because there's an anointing on me. I got it. I got this. You're not dead yet. When you come up here, you'll understand it. Put yourself on check. That's what prayer does. Keeps you humble. Keeps you understanding. Wow. I just said a mouthful why the enemy wants to keep you from praying. Why he wants to stop you from praying. Effective prayer. Like I said, remember, in the beginning it was great when you first started. Lord, you know, I need, I need a new car. Lord, help me find parking. <laughs> Lord, you know that, that woman you gave me? Lord, break her. <laughs> Let me tell you, son, that don't work. <laughs> right, baby? <laughs> because he had to break me first. If I want to see change in her, I got to change. If she's reacting a certain way, that means there's something here that's causing that. So I got to put this in check. Slow down, sister. Slow down. Bring it down. <laughs> because I can reverse the role the other way too. <laughs> so it's, a two, it's two swords sharpening each other. And it's painful. We know that. But it's the effectiveness of it, the rewards of it is unlimited. Prayer is explosive. Prayer causes the kid to become a man. Amen. A kid because the soldier to become a warrior. Hallelujah. He becomes a fighter to an overcomer. Amen. Prayer. Prayer causes you to understand that you have a testimony. Everybody has a testimony. Amen. From our big house, small to the mother. A testimony is a testimony. Don't try to impress people with your testimony. Just be real. Yes, yes. See, prayer and, and giving your heart to the Lord. Like I said, the kingdom of God is acceptable only to those who are born again. Yes, that means your first thing you know before you get your first prayer, Lord, come into my life. But once you start walking into the walk of, of, of God, your testimony is that I was an abuser. Now I'm a protector. Amen. Amen. You know what I, mean? I used to be a sick. Now I'm healed. I used to steal. Now I'm a giver. Everybody has a testimony. <laughs> you know? We all have a testimony. I mean, the greatest testimony everybody can have is, I never did drugs. I never stole. I did anything. You're a rare case. But that would be some unbelievable testimony. Though I went to the valley of this world and I never sinned. Oh, got involved in certain things that I know I shouldn't do. I never did drugs. I never stole. I never had sex. And I'm 42. You know, those are... Uh, uh, those are Extraordinary people like Brandon, you know. <laughs> but testimony is simply what 
God has taken you from and brought you into. That's what testimony is. And every one of you has got one. So don't belittle yours because theirs sounds a little more flashy. Let me make one up. I was homosexual. I was addicted to drugs. I beat my mother. I killed my father. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I, 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 got, I did a little drug, but the Lord saved me. That's a great testimony. You know why? He kept me from doing all those other foolish things, too. So don't look at, oh, he came from, oh, God did more for him. No, he did just as much for him as he did for you. That's right. So your testimony should be out there in everybody's face. There's no such thing as secret soldiers. That's why Wednesdays is only a few. Because there's too many secret soldiers. Prayer wakes you up and says, <laughs> get in the line. We need to get into line. We need to get line. I'm expecting Monday. This Wednesday we had 25 people. So I'm expecting a great amount of people this, this Sunday. Somebody threw a question at me. Won't mention your name, Crystal. Uh, Oh, Mr. Honey, she, she threw something at me and I said, listen, there's protocols and I believe in protocol with all my heart. Uh, it's a principle of how the kingdom of God operates. And we are just an example of how we're supposed to be operating here on earth from God. She threw at me, maybe we should do every Wednesday from now for the summer. Get, let's all get together and pray out to God. I said, you know, I just switch my arm. But get permission from the people you're under. If we're all in agreement, Believe me, there won't be no problem of opening your doors every Wednesday. I'll be here. Yeah, I'll be here. Amen. And if you want signs and wonders, be here. Amen. And you want to be delivered from your situation, be here. Amen. If you want that loved one to finally turn his life around and serve God, be here. You know that pain of <clears throat> in the jaw? Be here. He will turn them around and become from your pain who will become a brother or a sister. Because actually he really is, but he doesn't know it. You've been awakened. They're still asleep. You know, so if you want to see the signs and wonders of God, you want to see blind people coming in and seeing and leaving healed, be here. Because without the presence of God, all we're doing is having a bless me club. That's right. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Yes. Amen. I'm too old for bless me clubs. <laughs> I need to move on. I need to move on, baby. I need to move on, she said. I need to move on. <laughs> I need to move on. I need to move on. And I need you guys to be with me because this is not a one man or a one woman call this is for the body yes, and once yes. the body gets united we are unstoppable Amen. prayer causes the healing process from within and once I'm healed and once she's healed and once he's healed and once they're healed then all of a sudden we have a bunch of healed Holy Ghost full people that poor sucker devil ain't got a chance. Amen. Amen. Poverty doesn't have a chance. That's right. Sickness won't have a chance. Right. <laughs> you know, any other problems you want to throw there? It won't have a chance. Homosexual, they won't have a chance. Lesbians, they won't have a chance. Hateness, violence won't have a chance. Murder won't have a chance. Whatever you can throw at them, throw at us, it won't have a chance because one, we're united, and two, we're we're backed up by the Holy Ghost Himself. That's right. Amen. Fulfilling the desire and the plans of the Father. Come on. So there is no weapon in hell 
can prevail. And we had that promise in the Bible. Amen. So like I said, it wasn't a hopping, hooling, jumping, screaming, <laughs> message. But, but, but <laughs> Jesus says that if you believe, you will achieve. And this last one I'm going to throw. Matthew, Matthew, book of Matthew, where it says, when, the, when this gentleman comes to Jesus and says, uh, Jesus, I, my son who's been possessed, he's been sick. He says, I brought him to your disciples. I brought him to the disciples that they weren't able to do anything. And his response was, you of little faith, bring him here. And he rebuked the demon, and the demon was gone. Later on, his disciples says, Lord, why couldn't we? And he looked at them. And he, he schooled them. And he says, one, this comes out, this time only comes out fasting and prayer. You know what that really means? Because why didn't Jesus then says, okay, bring him here, I'll be back next Tuesday. I got to do some fasting and praying, then I'll come back and, del- and deliver the child. He didn't do that, right? Stay with me. Did Jesus do that? Why? Because Jesus already had a lifestyle of fasting and praying. He's already prepared for whatever situation is being brought to him. So when the demon possessed child came and he said, be still and depart. The disciples were not yet having their own personal lifestyle of prayer and fasting. So they weren't ready. The, the thing is that when, when, when preparation meets opportunity, success becomes. When you prepare yourself in your closet time and your prayer time and, and fasting and come corporately seeking, crying out to God, our preparation when meets opportunity, when a demon person comes in, victory, success is done. That's what it means. It doesn't mean, oh, 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 the guy in your job, I tell you what, let's meet for the next two weeks and fast and pray and then eventually. He might not be around two weeks. He might commit suicide or kill somebody. But we have the authority from winning to say, here and no further. So we need to prepare ourselves. How we prepare ourselves? Here we go. Back to prayer. But prayer is going to begin to strip here, not there. It's going to begin to strip here because prayer is a mirror. And it's going to attack me first. And it's going to strip me first. See, everybody go like this, me. Because me, me is me. Me and me. <laughs> you know, it's going to, then it go he. And then we become one. And then we don't become the finger, we become the fist again. Start breaking through. And from the fist for breakthroughs, we also become the hand of healing and serving and protecting. That's what prayer does. So it's time for us to prepare because the opportunity is coming. And the results... Depends on you.